Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Well, good morning. I'm Steve Summers, and today we're talking with Chris Makajewski, who is here to talk about the 40th anniversary of the Leaders' Luncheon, which is coming up in March. And uh, first of all, good morning, Chris. Thanks good for being morning. here today. Thank you, Steve, for always, having me. Always love the weather we have in the Midwest, so we appreciate you coming in today. It was a great skating experience <laughs> on the way in. <laughs> so the YWCA, no longer a gym it's more about being involved in the community correct it's all human service now and all of our programming relates around our two pillars of service which is the elimination of racism and the empowerment of women well, I realize yeah. that it's expanded. I thought it was just a young women's center of America. No, no, it's um, really those are our two focus areas. So everything we do is is around those two areas, um, whether it's child care subsidy or family advocacy, uh, working with new moms and their babies, um, interpretation, translation, working with uh, immigrants to access services that uh, they qualify for all of our programs really do relate around the empowerment of women the elimination of racism do you have to be referred to the ywca by a doctor physician or is it just anyone can walk no anyone can walk in and uh, we do have referrals especially for parents uh, women who are pregnant Mm -hmm. um, for our maternal infant early childhood home visiting program Uh, those women sometimes will be referred by their physicians but no anyone can use our services without referral and where is the ywca located in rockford we sit right in the front yard of rockford university yes yeah, yeah i know right where that is mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> off the state exactly wow okay so that's the location and you have your luncheon coming up march 2nd the 40th anniversary of the leaders luncheon tell us more about that um You know, every year this becomes more challenging to put on because every year I think we've had the best speaker we've ever had. (laughs) And we've had some amazing speakers with some amazing stories. And uh, this year, I think, um, I just say again, I think that we've we've topped it again. We're bringing Elizabeth Smart this year to share her story. You'll remember in 2002, she was abducted from her home. She was about, I think, nine or ten years old. No, I think she was like ten, eleven. She was abducted from her home uh, while her family was sleeping, and wow. she was held um, for from June until March of the following year. I remember the headlines on the story yeah, on, right. on the uh, nightly news. And those of us who had small children at that time, I think all of us felt the fear of what that would, what that could feel like, and I think all of us probably. Um, were a little more scared for our children and not even sure that we could protect them when they were in our own home. And uh, luckily, she was one that had a happy ending to her story whenever she was found and reunited with her family. And she really has not let the trauma that she experienced at this man and this woman's hands, um, she hasn't let it ruin her life she really has bounced back and has um, made um, I want to say the best of the situation and working to protect other children other survivors and has helped even the Department of Justice on putting together uh, a handbook on how to work with trauma and how to overcome trauma whenever you've experienced something like this 
just can't imagine the insight she'll have and be able to share it just to right. relive that over and over. That's going to exactly. be truly incredible. So she's your guest speaker. She is our keynote speaker this year. And in addition to that, every year we're, uh, we're excited to recognize a number of women in the community. We have several different award categories, and all of these people who are nominated are nominated by their community. We don't, we don't nominate our own people. We don't select them. They are nominated by the community, and they're judged by the community. We have a community judging panel. Whenever all the nominations come in, uh, the, the judging panel reviews them for several weeks, and then they are the ones that make the decision. I really don't even see the applications until we know who the winner is. Wow, excellent. So I like it that way. Very but fair. I but I do like to afterwards read through the nominations because we have some amazing people in this community who are doing outstanding work. We've also we also give away Bright Future scholarships to high school senior girls. And for forty years we've given that scholarship out and it's exciting to run into some of the young women in this community. I work with one of the young women in, that we have given this scholarship to before. And just to hear the impact that the scholarship had for them their first year of college and see where some of them are now, it's just really exciting to to see where they are now and to read those nominations. I feel like such a slacker sometimes when I, <laughs> when I read those nominations. <laughs> Wow. We are talking to Chris Makajewski from the YWCA about their 40th annual Leaders Luncheon coming up March 2nd about the uh, awards that are being given out. So how do we nominate someone? I'm listening. I'm like, this person has done so much for our organization or our community uh, charity. And, and how do I get them nominated? So you could go to our website, uh, ywcanwil.org. And that's where you're going to find the nomination forms. You'll select which category you want to nominate them for. It might be the woman of business. It could be a community leadership award. It might be something in their professions. It could be the promise award for someone who's under the age of 35, and you really see them as a promising future leader in this community. It could even be a male for the mentorship category. Uh, There's... A lot of women who are where they are today because there was a man in their career who's mentored them, and we like to we like to recognize that. So the application form is uh, paragraphs. I would imagine examples. Do you need to share pictures as well? You don't need to share pictures. Uh, it's really kind of a brief essay, and you answer a few questions and a letter of support, and that's it. It's really easy to nominate someone. We've tried to make this as easy and painless as possible because we want you to take the time to recognize someone you know even if this person doesn't win the award it is so nice just to have their accomplishments recognized to have them come to the luncheon and be able to recognize what they've done i think oftentimes even as as women we don't take the time to recognize our own achievements and to step back and sometimes give ourselves a pat on the back we're really the worst about that <laughs> true that <laughs> we we do it more for other people than we do for ourselves and we tend to downplay what we do and this is an opportunity for someone who might be watching someone else make a really big difference in their organization or mentoring someone or 
or just to have to, you've seen them take on a project within the community that's really it's pretty admirable. It's great to pull that up and and recognize it. So here's an opportunity to say thank you. So obviously with the luncheon coming up on March 2nd, there has to be a deadline for the entries. Is there is. Uh, the deadline on the the nomination submissions is January 17th. And uh, I think the, no, I'm not sure if the scholarship deadline's already passed or not, unfortunately. And then reservations for the event itself is February 14th. All right, and it's March 2nd. Where is it going to be held at? It's going to be held at Giovanni's. Okay. Um, probably our last one at Giovanni's. <laughs> Maybe a casino next year, <laughs> Could right? Could be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's at Giovanni's on March 2nd. And, uh, you know, I will say this year we have reservations going fast. We already have about 400 reservations, and invitations wow. just went out last week. So how do we uh, get reservations for the dinner? Same website? Same website, ywcanwil.org. Northwest Illinois? It's northwestern Illinois, yes. We cover Boone, Winnebago, Stevenson, and Joe Davies counties. So if you're in any of those counties and you want to nominate someone for any of these awards, you are you are encouraged to do so. And not to mention the guest speaker, which is truly going to be outstanding. Right. I, you know, we've like I said, we've had some amazing guest speakers. Kathleen Kennedy was wonderful listening to kind of the Kennedy era mm-hmm. um, talk. And Abigail Disney was fantastic. So like I say, every year we think that this is how are we going to top this? And this year, I'm really excited to think that we've topped it again. <laughs> and again, if you're just hearing us and tuning in, the guest speaker for the YWCA 40th anniversary of Leaders Luncheon is Elizabeth Smart. So yeah. this will be truly an inspirational luncheon indeed. So again, the YWCA, it's not just for workouts anymore. It's gone way beyond that. It's a part of the community. It's about recognizing achievements not just in women, but as you said, there's also the uh, mentor category. Right, too. the mentor category. We have had a number of, of men win that category. So we love it whenever. I think you're never going to have women truly achieve the um, overcoming the gap in in the number of women who are sitting in executive level seats and on executive level boards unless men are truly willing to mentor them because they're the ones that are holding a lot of these seats. Well, I think the past year has made a lot of leaps and bounds. It has. Oh, it absolutely has. It, but there is still a gender gap in terms of C-suite positions, Fortune 500 board positions and C-suite positions. But the awareness part of it now is more prominent than ever before. Especially having more women in the workforce now than, than men. And you see that not only in Hollywood, but throughout the entire Everywhere. productivity and right. even into the government now as exactly. well. So, well, thank you for coming in. Good luck on the 40th anniversary of the Leaders Luncheon. Again, March 2nd, Giovanni's. It's the YWCA. Can't quite make that with my hands, <laughs> like the YMCA <laughs> thing, but W is kind of hard to make. It but. is. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for coming in. Steve, thank you. And again, the website, ywcanwil.org, to make your nominations or for tickets for the luncheon. This week in the State Line rolls on next in a moment. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. 
My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. The National Runaway Safe Line helps keep America's runaway, homeless, and at-risk youth safe and off the streets. If you or someone you know is ready to return home and is between the ages of 12 and 21, the National Runaway Safe Line, in partnership with Greyhound, can help. The Home Free Program reunites youth with their family or guardian or to another safe living arrangement through a free bus ticket home. For more information, visit 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. I'm Steve Summers, and boy, this week is going to be uh, quite the topic. We're talking to Tom Radcliffe, Jack Radcliffe, and Laurel Radcliffe, and they're here to talk about The Wall That Heals, a Vietnam Veterans Memorial that is coming to Belvedere to the Boone County Fairgrounds. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Steve. Uh, this is like we just need eggs and bacon, and we'd have quite the uh, breakfast ensemble here. So, All right, well, Jack, move that microphone a little closer to you as well. So The Wall That Heals... Tom, tell us a little bit about this wall that heals. If you're not familiar with it, you will be by the end of this conversation. Right. Well, thanks, Steve. Um, it was a three-quarter size replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. So it's, and it's, uh, of course, there's the 58,000 names of the fallen soldiers during the Vietnam War are on this memorial. Um, so it's in, so it's the actual memorial, three-quarter size. Um, it, it, it comes on a big semi. Um, it's put together by hand. It's like eight different panels. Are put together and so forth. It'll be at the fairgrounds in the infield, um, and plus there's an education center on the semi as well. It talks about the Vietnam War and so forth. So fifty eight thousand names, and these are all the original names that are in the memorial, memorial in Washington, Washington D.C. Wow! So that's got to be quite moving. I bet you. Yes, I'm sure right. you've seen some previews of what's coming to Belvedere. So that well, has to be right. quite moving. Laurel and I had the pleasure of going to uh, South Bend, Indiana, and and viewing the wall set up and it's very impressive and and they had these fifty eight eight thousand names in books and you can look up somebody that you knew that has passed away and uh you can find them and then our job during that week will be to find that name on the wall for the people that want to know where this particular person and then they can do a rubbing like put a piece of paper with a number two pencil and And rub that name rub that name will pictures be allowed because sometimes that's not the case Oh, yes. 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 All right, yeah. great. Yep. So this, uh, when are the uh, dates for the wall that heals coming to Belvedere? Laurel? May 7th through the 10th. All right. And it will be arriving with an escort on... Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. Wednesday is set aside for building it. And then at Wednesday what, 12, evening, yeah. at seven, around 7 o'clock, we're going to have... A opening ceremony. Wow! All right, so the the wall comes in pieces. It's all put together. Will there be security guards around it, and will it be locked up at night? Of course, obviously. Where's uh, it going to be? At no, actually, night? Steve, it's going to be open twenty four seven. No kidding. Once it's open, so we will have staff there. Uh, probably pe- at least four or five people on each shift. Oh, uh, nice. 
all night long. All night. It'll be, it'll be all lit up. All night. Excuse very me. impressive lighting and so forth. So it'll be well lit up. We'll have the parking area lit up. Um, so even if you saw it during the day, if you came back at night, you'd have a whole different impression of it. Right. Exactly. With the light. Yes. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. All right. So where are you going to put this in the Boone County Fairgrounds? Right on the infield. Uh, you'll cross at gate six and you'll go uh, right inside will be the mobile unit and then 300 feet, approximately 300 feet from that will be the wall. They want it space 300 feet, and uh, that will be the living wall. It'll be lit up at night. We, we're bringing in generators, light towers, and so forth. We can't have any light towers on the wall, uh, the, yeah, the wall sense. that heals. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, they have their own lighting system yeah, on, right, the, makes on sense. the wall. So. All right, so this is going to be at the Boone County Fairground again, May 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. And it arrives on the 5th, and you said a big escort, which would be great with opening ceremonies. Uh, is there a website or something we can find out more as, you know, specifics change, or will it matter about well, the we weather have a, or anything? Well, we have a Facebook page, okay. The Wall That Heals, that you can look up on the Facebook. So. Right, the Wall That Heals yeah. on Facebook? And if you just want to find out more general information about The Wall, you can go to wallthatheals.org, I believe it is. Um, they have their own website. Because this is through the Vietnam Memorial Veterans Fund puts this together they've been doing this for a while now they go to like 100 like this year they're going to like 113 cities so they just they pick so many cities per year to go to and and we were fortunately uh selected to be part of it petition to be selected yes we've been working on this for partner two years now really right See, people need to know that. It wasn't right. just like, oh, no. let's just bring the wall here. No, like, oh, right. No, no. It's yeah. been a game plan. Plus, it's relatively expensive, too. So. <laughs> we so had to uh, pay $10,000 to bring the wall, and then we also have to do the advertising and so forth. We'll have partner $20,000 in this project by the time we get done. Right. And any money raised will be going towards... The offsetting the costs. Right. Yeah, we've right. been very fortunate. We've raised over fifteen thousand so far, so we're wow. doing we're doing good. So, but who is actually bringing this wall that heals to Belvedere? Is it the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund? Okay, the, the, yeah. the Flora Grange. Flora oh, Grange. oh, right, but yes. yeah, right. And how many of the, there's different branches of Flora Grange? Correct. What well, are different chapters of the Grange? Chapters, and they're and all like, combi- combining. Everybody's getting together to help out. Well, some are, yeah. yeah. So far, we're the main one. Okay. Yeah, we're the main expenses, one. Right? This, yeah, is, this is our community service project. For four community service projects, and this will be our big project for this year. Well, it's a, it's a glorious one indeed. We're talking to Tom Radcliffe, Jack Radcliffe, and Laurel Radcliffe about the wall that heals that's coming to Belvedere again May seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Quite the week that's going to be. That's, yes, uh, the second week of May, isn't it? Right. right. Yeah. yeah, Mother's Day weekend. Um, yeah, then on Saturday at 2 o'clock, we're going to have an honor ceremony for veterans that are there. Uh, what are we doing? What We have quilts? or That's supposed to be a big secret, but it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not anymore. Oh. <laughs> but, well, forget uh, I said that. Well, you all know, but it's all a part of a great cause. So. It's a part of the Saturday evening uh, open. Or no, evening. afternoon. Is it afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday afternoon. So again, you need to go to Facebook, The Wall That Heals on Facebook, and you get all the details about the Belvedere appearance. And again, it took a couple of years to get the wall here, which is truly impressive. So uh, why this? Why a different project? Why did the Floor Grange and everybody get together and say, yeah, that's the project for this year? There were several of our members that had lost loved ones in, that belonged strictly to Floor Grange. And it was a wish by some of them, that we could bring back the wall that heals to Belvedere to let these people gain more closure, 
to that drastic event. And so uh, it was decided to, you know, extend our, whatever you want to call it, wishes. Mm-hmm. And then we received an application and told them all about what we really, why we went to them. Right. And the long story short, we were accepted in November or December. I guess it was December. December. And so we've been working hard ever since. Yeah, you only have about five months or so to get this all yes. in place. Exactly, right. Good thing you have the space at the Boone County yes. Fairgrounds to actually have this on the infield yes. because uh, you're going to need the parking there as well. So the only entrance then would be off of McKinley Avenue then? Right, right. Gate right. 6 off Gate McKinley six. Avenue. Because the there will be other events going on at the fairgrounds that weekend. So Wow, and again, yeah. this is 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. The whole no, week straight through. Free of charge. Come in. Spend as much time as you want. Wow. Um Goodwill offering, of course, to offset the cost of the wall would be greatly appreciated. But still, the uh, chance that a lot of people don't have the chance to go to Washington, D.C., but the chance to have something like this come to us yeah. is quite the uh, kudos for the state line. I know it took a lot of sacrifice on yeah. all levels to get this to happen. So thank you for doing that, because a lot of people are going to be touched by this. A right. Lot of people are gonna be it's going to be a good educational experience, especially for younger people who didn't know about, really know much about the Vietnam War. Yeah. And so forth. So, so you tell me there's like an interactive vehicle that goes with the wall as well. There's a mobile. You got to talk into the microphone, Jack. You oh, got it right. <laughs> That's not, okay. I'm not used to this. That's great. But but there's a mobile unit, and on this mobile unit, they have scrolling screens, and so you'll stand there, and it'll be about uh, three feet high, and it'll scroll, and it's going to have all the pictures. I understand of the people that have passed away in the uh, Boone County, especially in the surrounding counties, like. Wow. Like McHenry, DeKalb, Winnebago, Winnebago. Then it goes to Rock, Walworth. But everything that touches Boone County, it'll have the people that, that died and their names and be scrolling on That it. served our comp- and, country. And, wow, and the service. And the that's service. an aggressive project and, for someone and, to and, find those pictures. That's got to be. They'll be finding pictures and wow. probably they'll be interviewing some people in that too, I'm guessing. So. Or wow. we will be. It'll be quite the uh, media frenzy, no doubt, May 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Again, Boone County Fairgrounds, the wall that heals. Uh, any idea how many Vietnam vets we have in the area? Did anybody well, have to do well, that? Well, as far as people that have passed away in Vietnam War. Or just anything, yeah. yes. Well, we had five that passed away from Boone County. Um, there was 60 in Winnebago, uh, 31 in McHenry, 14 in DeKalb, 34 in Rock County in Wisconsin, and 14 from Walworth County, Wisconsin. Wow. So, so the wall that heals is coming to Belvedere again, May seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days, the whole week, actually. Um, so, is there anything else you want to add about the wall that heals before we move on to my next big question? Since I have you all here, so uh, it's going to be quite the uh, quite the emotional roller coaster weekend, I'm sure. Right. Yes, and like I said, you can do a name rubbing, so you have a little souvenir of the name you're looking for, and. Uh, Oh, anybody can bring donations like flowers. Oh, yes. Can people bring flowers and, and oh, yeah, I'm people sure do. Be a lot yes, of, yeah. I guess people do. Yes, I just want to uh, insert that we are trying to get the different grade schools and you know junior high children to be that to let them know that they are welcome either as a tour or individual. There is an educational tour guide for classrooms. That can come and but they got to sign up so we know when they will be there. But uh, we are encouraging the school districts to have to let the kids ha- come sure. and 
see this. So how do they get a hold of you if I'm a teacher or a uh, superintendent who says, you know what, I want to have the grade school go there. How do I get in touch with you for that? Call Same me. way? Yes. Call you. Yes. I've already sent uh, letters and the okay, information great. to the districts, and they in turn are passing it on to the superintendent. That's awesome. Yes. Sure. Uh, I, I'll give you my phone number if that's okay. Uh, that's up to you. You'll okay. get the calls. 815-222-6173. All right, and that's for school tours. Laurel Radcliffe. All right, Laurel Radcliffe. Just say Radcliffe because they're all Radcliffe's <laughs> in the studio right now, which is great. But so before we move on, I just want to personally say thank you for bringing that wall here because I've seen pictures and you've seen videos in Washington. Never thought I'd ever make it to see it, and now you're bringing it here for us. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you, uh, Steve. Now we're going to move to, well, since I have you here, the Boone County Fair is hey. coming up right after this. So right. uh, when is the fair in 2020? August 11th to the 16th. All right. And he's doing all this from the top of his head because they eat, <laughs> live, and sleep the Boone County Fair every single year. So, That's uh, right. Anything uh, you can unleash and surprise people with yet or not? Well, we're going to have the... Oh, yep, yeah, right right in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the best interview ever. I got to tell you, having more fun with emotions and everything. We're, we're going to have for our entertainment this year the Oak Ridge Boys in the Diamond Rio oh, on Saturday evening. That'd be great. The 15th of August. Now, wasn't last year, 2019, a record breaker? Or yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes. Wow. Any idea how many pork chops? How many pork chops you went through? Or anybody? <laughs> oh yeah. Any Jack, we I know you ate we two thousand yourself, but otherwise everybody else had it. pork <laughs> yeah, chop sandwiches. No, we we had huge crowds every day. The weather it rained at night and the daytime was perfect for temperatures and weather. And we hope to do it again next year. We always hope that each year expands and so forth. Uh, one of the new shows we have this year is a dog show. Uh, we have chainsaw people. We have a lot of the shows uh, we've wild, had. Wild uh, world animals. Wild world animals would be there, and uh, and uh, Mr. D and uh, the banana the banana derby. The banana derby. Uh, the banana derby is sort of controversially. Uh, some of the people say we there's damage being done, but <laughs> to, to bananas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the bananas. right. The bananas, <laughs> but, but no <laughs> bananas have been harmed. Let me tell the folks so. <laughs> These animals are treated just like like your dog and cat because uh, I have to inspect what we have and so forth. And and these monkeys are are the best taken care of uh, monkeys in the world as far as I'm concerned. They come up to you, sit on your shoulder, they'll talk to you. Uh, they're, they're they're in good shape and and they they uh, they, they respect being there. And we, we it's a good show, the Banana Derby. So. Why why do you think the Boone County Fair is so successful? One of the biggest in the state of Illinois, probably the whole Midwest right now. Uh, why do you think it's so successful compared to well, other fairs that are having trouble? Well, we're very fortunate. We have first off, like say location, 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 and we have a great location. And they did back when they first planned out the fair. They visited other fairgrounds and get, came up with a great layout. So it's very convenient for people to go around and find everything and so forth. Uh, and and Plus, we have a wide variety of things to do. We have an entertainment pavilion with like 80 hours of free entertainment just in that pavilion. Plus, we have like the outside shows like the dog show and the wild animal show, banana derby, other shows. Um, plus, we have 400 vendors. Uh, we have three commercial buildings full of exhibits, and we have like two, 300 outdoor exhibits. Plus, we have the best lineup of food you could ever possibly hope for. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> from the Grange Food Complex to the Fireman's Donuts to the Cosmopolitan Sweet Corn to the Mary Milkmaid's Ice Cream and the uh, four, and the 4-H food stand down by the Grandstand. Um, 
if you love, I mean, and, 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 not probably number one thing people say is they come for the food. They gotta have their, <laughs> they gotta have that food that they like, whatever sure. it's the baked potato or the corn or whatever it is. Or, I, I think one of the biggest thing is we don't have alcohol on the grounds. We're family friendly. The pay to the fair, as far as I'm concerned, is watching the mother push the child through with a stroller down the streets at 10 o'clock in the morning. Not a fear in the world. And uh, this means a lot to us that that we have enough security on our grounds that they aren't scared of anything. This year down at Springfield, I gave a little talk about the security we had, and uh, one of the big things that came in now is the uh, cameras that we have on top of the poles so that they can spot if there's any problems, which we don't have a whole lot. But last year, it looked like there was going to be a problem in the carnival. They were actually at that scene before there was a problem and escorted a couple guys out. So, I mean, everything is working together. See, that's the background. That's the part that people don't realize that. It's just that, hey, let's put everybody together in a room and and walk away from it. You plan this for the whole year. You take care of all the measures and the security measures, the food, the entertainment. It's quite the undertaking, and you should be, you know, complimented on that because it is one of the best county fairs, period. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've come a long way in 50-plus years. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so again, the Oak Ridge Boys, Diamond Rio, the main entertainment and the main grandstands, but uh, you'll hear more as we get closer to that. I just had to throw that in because I had the entire Radcliffe clan here, and that's very rare that that everybody gets together just to talk about so many different things. So again, the Wall That Heals coming up May 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. That'll be at the Boone County Fairgrounds 24-7 and then the fair in August. So thank you all for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for your time, Steve. Yeah. Anytime. So again, The Wall That Heals on Facebook or their website, .org, and we'll get more details there. Can we go to the Boone County Fairgrounds website? Do we have an information? Well, we got a, we're got we working on a new website. Okay. So, well, that'll be coming up. That, well, Jack's yeah. working on that, so right. it'll be a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I want to get here quick. Hey, the old website's still up, that but it hasn't been updated. Stay live. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line 